All right, guys, we made it. Welcome to the welcome to the episode. So, what I'm actually wanting to speak about on the episode today, it's something which I've actually been experiencing lately, and it is something which I am getting better and better with as my journey progresses. And I do feel like it's, I feel like it's something which we all, especially in this day and age, need to have awareness of and need to have experience in. Need to have, just need to have a solid foundation within it. And it's about emotional control. And it's about really taking control over our emotional home, taking control over the state and our physiology and the way that we feel. And the reason why I do feel like it's important is because if we look at the turmoil that happens in in our life, you know, when life feels like it's getting chaotic, it feels like it's getting heavy, it feels like there isn't really much to it. What we can always relate it to is the quality of our mental attitude in those moments. You know, the mental attitude simply being the stories that we have running in our mind. You know, they won't be stories and thoughts which empower us and uplift us and actually give us energy. They'll actually be the opposite. Now, I know that it's more than just thought that goes into this, but ultimately everything stems from the thought. You know, what we're going to often see is that we'll you know, we'll, we'll change our habits, we'll change our behavior. Well, that's great. If we don't change our emotional home and our emotional state, the likely it is, the actions won't stick. But then also within that, if we first don't go to the thought and then become observant of the way that we've actually been operating on a mental level, then really all the change that we see, it will really just be a deviation. It'll be temporary because sooner or later we'll slip back into the old thought and i really do feel like there's only so much willpower that can really help you change fundamentally so if we just look at it as an observing level you know our thoughts create our feelings which then ultimately the feelings dictate our behavior and our behavior ultimately is what sets up the results that we have in our life and Really within that, if we focus more so on the emotional home, you know, our emotional home simply being the emotions that we feel the majority of the time, the likely it is you probably won't be aware of what your emotional home is because it is just so natural and normal for you being in that state. Now, when you create the awareness of it, your emotional home, it might be anxiety. It might be stress. It might be anger. It might be resentment. It might be frustration. It might be overwhelm. It might be depression. Now, I am speaking predominantly on the on the side of the emotions which don't make us feel good, which don't really serve us. That's primarily what I am speaking about. But it may also be the other positive, uplifting emotions as well. But specifically talking about the the side of the emotions which don't really make us feel good and don't really serve us, that's really what I want to hit home and talk about today because, as I was mentioning, we live in a society where those are the most common emotions that most people feel. It's the emotions which don't serve us and which don't make us feel good. Now, if we just become observant of it and we first understand that all an emotion really is, it's just feedback of the vibration that we were in and the thoughts that we were thinking. And they're also an incredible, an incredibly powerful indication of what's actually going on around us in our life. You know, I heard an analogy the other day about anxiety, for example, being alarm bells. It's it's a smoke alarm. 
and I thought it was a pretty cool analogy. Um, and it was on Lewis Howell's podcast. And I thought it was a pretty powerful analogy. Now, usually when I describe anxiety, it's pretty much the same thing. I don't see a smoke alarm. I see it's the um, it's the alarm system. That's, that's what I usually see it because really if we become observant of our emotions and we really just detach from them and we don't label them as good or bad, but obviously for that reference, I have to make it easy for you to understand. But if we just understand that they're not good and they're not bad, they just are. They just are. They're not good and they're not go and they're not bad. You know, they are quite simply just an effect. They have came about for a reason. And really, when we begin to get inquisitive about our emotional home and the feelings that we're feeling and the way that we're operating, the thoughts that we're thinking and the actions that we're taking, when we begin to just step back out of it and become observant of them and just get curious, like, hmm. Why am I actually why am I actually feeling this way? Why am I actually doing what I am doing? Why is this the story that's in my mind? And when we become just curious and inquisitive, it then allows us to sort of detach from it. We don't feel like we're wrapped up inside of it and that it, it is us. When we just become inquisitive about it and curious, not to the point where we're trying to pick up with a tooth comb and you know, we're trying to get to the exact reason is behind why this is happening, like not going that much in depth, but when we just become less emotionally attacked by them and we feel less threatened by them and we just become curious and inquisitive, I feel like that's really when the first step of transformation really takes place because, you know, if you think about like a car with a sat-nav, you know, if you want to go from wherever you are, for me, I'm I'm in my hometown. If I wanted to get to Newcastle, let's say for the northeast of England, then my sat nav's got to know where I am starting from in order for it to map the journey out, or else it won't be able to give me a journey to follow to go and achieve and reach the destination. And it's very much the same in life as well. If we don't really know where we're starting from on all levels, if we don't really know how we are feeling, the thoughts that we are thinking the behavior that we're demonstrating on a day-to-day -day basis and the results that we have, then really we're not going to be able to create the blueprint for progress. Really, we're just not going to because we don't really know where to start. However, when you become aware of your emotions and your behavior and you identify that your emotional home is a state of anxiety or stress or anger or depression, that is an excellent starting point. I'm of the contrary belief that that is actually really good if you're feeling those emotions because it's powerful because you are aware that you are feeling the emotion. If you were unaware that you're feeling the emotion and then you're feeling those emotions as an emotional home, which is just your consistent emotional state, then that's when it become really damaging. But if you become aware of them, that's power. That's exciting because then you've identified an effect. It's like, hmm, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is how I'm responding. Why is that happening? So now when you start feeling anxiety, let's see, you're no longer feeling scared of it. You're no longer feeling frightened of it. You're no longer trying to run away from it. You're actually seeing it for what it is. And it's just an effect. It's in a response from your body. And when you become curious, like, hmm, okay, why is that the response of my body? What's my body trying to tell me here? Because feelings, I feel, are the communication from our higher self to ourself to let us know, hey, come on something's happening here or, Hey, you're off track or, Hey, you're not really showing up like it should be. 
right? Or that he could be. So when you do identify the emotional home that you're in and you become to get curious about it, I really do feel like that is a powerful position to be in because you've just become aware of one of the most influential things that we as humans experience, which is emotions. And if you've then identified that anxiety is your emotional home, or that's a feeling that you're feeling a lot of the time, when you choose to become curious about it and less detached and more detached from it, less involved in it, it then loses its power. And when you understand that all anxiety simply is, when you reverse engineer it and you reverse it back to the thought, what you'll find is in that moment, you're telling yourself a story in your mind about something which you don't really want or something that you don't really like or something which is fearful or something which wasn't really good. It's essentially something which you don't really want to have happen or something which you didn't want to have happen. And because that's the nature of the thought that you're telling yourself, well, then that there is sending messages to your nervous system to then respond and react in a certain way so that you can actually survive and adapt that situation. So let's say if the story that's in your mind is about an experience at work or an experience within your relationship where it involves confrontation or something in public and it could potentially be damaging and hurtful to you, well, then your brain is going to send a message to your nervous system for your sympathetic nervous system to kick in, which is your fight and flight response, because it thinks, right, okay, well, I've actually got to protect you. Because there's a part of the brain, there's the subconscious mind, which kind of tell the difference between something which is real or imagined. So whether you're having an actual experience, which is putting you in potential danger, or whether you are imagining an experience in your mind in the form of a thought, which could incur potential danger, your body is still going to react the same. And the emotion is what allows your body to move into the state for you to then behave in a way which creates you the end result of ultimately safety. That's how the thought triggers the behavior because the thought sets up a vibration, it sets up a feeling, it alters your physiology, it alters your state, it alters your emotions. And then from there, your emotions is ultimately going to affect your behavior. It's going to influence your behavior heavily. It's going to heavily influence your behavior. And ultimately, our behavior, our actions is what determines the end result. So I'm of the belief that if you didn't feel these emotions, which were disempowering and didn't make you feel good, if you didn't feel them, then the likelihood is you would probably be dead. So the fact that you were feeling the emotions is good. Just become less attached to it, detach from it, become observant of it, become inquisitive about it, become curious and start to question, okay, why am I feeling anxiety right now? What's the story that's running in my mind? Or what's something which I'm avoiding doing that I know that I should be doing? That's pretty important to be done. And if I don't do it, there'll likely be a consequence of it. What's that thing? Because all your emotions is doing is just trying to signal and trying to get in contact with yourself to make you become alert of something which you are doing or something which you aren't doing. And the end result is likely going to be a potential consequence. So for me, I know that that's something which helps me majorly because as I'm growing and as I'm evolving and doing things which is outside of my comfort zone, you know, I remember there was a time in Vietnam where there was a certain part of my business where I was level, leveling up. I was going to the next level. I was taking on more responsibility. And I felt an incredible amount of anxiety about it, which I think for the normal person would have caused them to just run away. <laughs> but 
in those moments, obviously I'm feeling the emotion and it doesn't feel good in the moment. I am subject to those emotions. We all are. But after a certain amount of time, I actually become inquisitive about it. And because I'm aware all it is, it's just, look, I'm doing something which incurs growth. I'm enduring something which can be painful, not in a physical sense. I'm not going to be in physical danger from leveling up my business, but it could be psychological pain. It could be emotional pain because I could feel or I could mess up and I could have that as a consequence. And that there is enough in the terms of a form of thought to trigger the emotion, which my body then goes, well, okay, well, I don't want you to experience danger. I don't want you to be in pain. I need to protect you. And to do so, I need you to be on high alert. I need all of your cylinders to be running on full steam, right? Because that then is when you are best equipped to handle danger, to avoid danger. But in that moment, I'm not in danger. But to my body, it's still like, it's still the same, whether it's physical pain, whether it's emotional pain or psychological pain or emotional, physical or psychological danger, the body is still going to respond the same. So when we choose to become inquisitive about the emotions that we're feeling, I really do feel like that is the moment we start to regain more of our power and we'll become less controlled by our emotional state and by the unconscious part of ourselves. I really do feel like that is where the power lies. So with that, what is the emotions that you are feeling most of the time? And have some humility and vulnerability about this because really that's where the power lies, you know, because you can't change something which you don't know is there. And if you aren't aware of what's there, then you were fighting an unseen enemy. And it can be ugly. It can be uncomfortable. It can be intimidating and scary to actually confront and become observant of who am I? How am I operating most of the time during the day? What are the quality of my thoughts? What are the quality of my emotions and my actions? What are the quality of results that's in my life? When you really do just become observant and curious, inquisitive about those things, that is a powerful starting point to be because now you're able to paint a picture of how you've actually been. Once you've been able to create that picture of how you've been thinking, acting, and feeling, and ultimately the results that you have in your life, which is ultimately the life that you are living right now, then you're then able to sort of reverse it, reverse engineer it and go, okay, why is this my emotional home? Why am I feeling depressed? Why am I feeling anxious? You know, the first step within that also, not identifying as the emotion. So you don't have anxiety, right? You're just feeling anxious. You aren't depressed. You're just feeling depression, right? You aren't that thing. And the moment you identify with it, it becomes a part of your psyche. It becomes a part of your self-image, which is ultimately what you will become, right? So you aren't that thing. You were just feeling anxiety. You are feeling depression, right? That's all that's happening there. And there's a reason why. Like that isn't happening by chance. That isn't you being punished. That is actually happening by chance. There's something which is causing that. And when you reverse it back, ultimately, what you will find is that it will probably guide you back to a thought that you were thinking or a story that's running in your mind that you were telling yourself about yourself, about your life, about something which you don't really want or something that had happened to you that wasn't really good. And because that's the quality of the thought that you're telling yourself, the thought then most set up a vibration and the, depending on the quality of the thought that you're thinking is going to 
going to depend and determine the quality of the emotion that you feel. So if you think thoughts of positive, uplifting nature and of things which you really want and things that make you feel really good and things that happen that you're really grateful for, then what type of emotional state do you think you're going to be in? You're not really going to be in a bad state if you think in those things. But then on the contrary, if you think in thoughts of negative nature, things of something which you don't want, things that you wish didn't have happen, things that were painful, things that scare you, things that never went your way, then that's not really going to make you feel good. Really, is it? So depending on the quality of the thought that we think is going to determine and depend on the quality of the emotions that we feel, which ultimately then influence the quality of our behavior, the quality of our actions, which then ultimately decide the quality of our results. So if we're thinking in negative terms, we're going to fail in negative terms. We're then likely going to behave in a negative term, which then ultimately creates a negative result, which then we will observe which then we will focus on and dwell upon, which will then continue to reinforce and recycle the negative thoughts, which will then reinstate a negative emotion, which will then reinforce the negative behavior, which will then ultimately re-manifest and recreate the negative experience. And that is the cycle and the trap and the loop that we live in. And there's no power in that because there's no awareness in that. We aren't aware in those moments that the way that we think and act and fade and the results that we've got aren't really what we want. They aren't really serving us. They're not really making us feel good. But if we don't have the level of awareness and if we don't have the courage to become curious and inquisitive about the way that we've been operating and the results of God, we're never going to form the conscious awareness enough to be able to change those things and replace them for things which we do want and for things which make us feel good. So if we think in negative terms, we're then going to fail in negative terms, which will then mean we'll likely behave in a negative way, which will then ultimately create a negative result. If we want those things to change, if we want our results to change, well, then we need to behave differently. If we want to behave differently, then we've got to change our physiology. Our physiology, our emotions have got to change. And if we want our emotions to change, well, then guess what? Our thoughts need to change. And what is it in particular within the thought? Well, it's just what are you telling yourself about yourself and about your life and about your abilities? Are they empowering? Are they positive? Do they give you any hope? Do they make you feel inspired? Do they make you feel uplifted? Do they make you feel good? Are you thinking about what you want or are you focused on what you don't want and what you wish didn't happen and the things that you don't like? Because I can guarantee you right now, if that's where your focus is on, on the negative, well then the domino effect is going to be negative. Your emotions, your behavior and your results in life is going to be negative because it all stems with the mindset. So what should we focus on? Well, I'm not going to tell you what to think because that's subjective. What makes you feel good and what you want might be different to what makes me feel good and what I want. I can't tell you what to think. I can only tell you how to think because we become what we think about. We really do become what we think about. So if you're focused on what you don't want, the things about yourself which you don't like, the things about people which you don't like, the people you don't like, the experiences you don't want, then guess what you're going to move towards? Guess what you're becoming a magnet to? Wherever the focus goes, energy flows. That's quantum physics. Whatever you focus on expands. That becomes a part of your reality. Whatever's in your awareness becomes a part of your experience. So 
I really would invite you to become clear on what it is you do want in your life, writing them down, make a, make a journal, make a notebook, grab a pen and write down everything that you want in your life. Write down the quality of the life that you actually want to live in the future, the type of person who you want to become. Write those things down. Things which make you feel good. What do you want? Not what does your parents or your partner or your family, no other society, no what do they want? What do you want? And write it down. Become excited. Because this is really one of the greatest secrets that's being on throughout history. And that is that we become what we think about. Thoughts become things. Whatever we focus on, we move towards. So, what is it that you want in your life? And this isn't to say, don't be grateful for what you've already got. It's the opposite. We should always be grateful for what we have. We should always be very grateful for what we have, which is a journey in and of itself. I know that's something which I'm experiencing. There's times where I do feel ungrateful and I'm not really pleased with the way things are because I'm a human being, but it's a journey. But just because you want more doesn't mean that you shouldn't be grateful for what you have or that you can't be grateful for what you have. And I think often that's a belief that we often grow up with because we're taught growing up, you know, you, you should be, you should be satisfied with what you got. You know, you see, and you want this, that, the other, there's people who don't even have that. You should be grateful for that. Why do you want more? Look at what you've got. Some people in the world don't even have that. And we're just conditioned as a child to then associate getting something that we want with pain or that's wrong to do so. And because we're moral and ethical beings to our core, then we're not really going to want to be immoral and unethical. We're going to abide by those ethics and morals, and we're going to behave in a way which then creates a reality, which is, well, yep, that's why I don't have what I want, because I should only have what I've got. Why and who am I to say that I want more and deserve and of more when there's people out there who don't even have running water and a roof over their head? And because that's the belief that we've been conditioned to have, then we'll not really act on what we want because subconsciously we've got a belief installed within us which is actually holding us back and on one of the previous podcast episodes i think it was episode two you know your beliefs made you do it you know our beliefs really do dictate our behavior and it's our behavior which dictates the result but it's a thought that we're thinking about ourselves and about our life which then creates the emotion which through repetition creates a belief because all a belief is something which you tell yourself over and over again with enough emotional conviction. That's what a belief is. So when you start to retune your thought pattern and you start to shift your focus and attention of the things that you don't want to the things that you do want, the person who you want to become, the parts about yourself which are good, the wins that you've actually had in life, the things that's went well and things that you're grateful for, as soon as you start to shift your mental attention and focus onto those things, and eventually you will start to feel the positive emotions. You might not straight away, but you've got to stick with it. And eventually you will. And the more you do that, the more you think about what you want and you feel the emotion behind it, well, and that's going to alter your belief. Because the moment you match those two things with behavior and you gain the courage to actually step out and take action on it, understanding that you're feeling that you want to feel to take the action to become and do the thing that you want to become and do, the emotion that you're looking for and hoping for to experience in order to take the action comes as a result of taking the action. That's the prerequisite. You've got to take the action first without the emotion. Sometimes you might have it, but there'll be many times where you don't. 
where you don't feel ready, you don't feel good enough, you don't feel confident enough, but you've got to take the action anyway. And over time, what you will then do is start to feel more of the feeling because the thoughts that you were thinking and the feelings that you were feeling is now being backed by the action, which is then ultimately changing the results that you're getting. And you're now becoming observant of some changes in yourself and in your life. And then you start to tell yourself the story of, this is actually happening. I know that I'm telling myself that I've become this and I can do this and that I've got this. And I know that I'm focusing on things that I want, but it's actually happening because things in my outer reality are actually starting to shift. I no longer feel compelled to do the old things. I'm no longer really feeling those old emotions and things really are changing. And that there, that's the process. That's the process. So what is your emotional home? What is your emotional home? What is your mental home? What's the stories that you're telling yourself about yourself, about your life, about your abilities? What's the feelings that you are feeling most often? And become inquisitive because it's happening for a reason. It really is happening for a reason. And the fact that you're listening to this episode, the fact that you're listening to my podcast and tuning into my social medias, you're being guided towards this material because it's happening for a reason. Please understand that. Like, if you don't believe that, believe that I believe that because there's a reason why it's happening and there's a reason why it's happened to you because you are meant to do something great with your life. You are meant to do something great with your life and these feelings are feedbacks. They're just trying to keep you on course. They want to try and get you realigned to your highest potential because it knows that you likely aren't operating to your highest potential and that's all they're there for. That's all that you're ever there for to indicate not encapsulate, not to keep you attached and stuck in the old way of being and operating and thinking and feeling. That's not what they're there for. They are there as a guide, as an indication to let you know whether you are on course or off course. So become aware, what are your emotions telling you and what is the things that you are avoiding doing that you know that you should do, which you're not doing? Or what's the thought and the story that you are telling yourself? And the moment that you become aware of the thought and you have awareness of the thoughts that you would rather be thinking and the things that you would rather have, the life that you would rather live, the person who you'd rather become, right? The moment you become aware of those things, and then in those moments when you become aware of the unconscious way of thinking, the habitual way of thinking, which doesn't serve you and doesn't make you feel good or empowered, the moment you become aware of those thoughts and you then replace them and swap them for the new empowering thoughts, that is the moment true change will start to take place. Allow your feelings to be the guide that they are. Allow that. When you are feeling negative, you will likely become emotionally involved in it. But don't get carried away with it. Become aware of it and go, okay, great. This is what I don't want. What am I thinking at this moment in time? Ah, okay. Yeah, that story is happening. Well, wow. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel good. That's not empowering. Okay, great. That's what I don't want. Thank you for guiding me to that awareness. So what do I want? And shift your thought and attention and energy and you will feel a relief. And the more that you form the habit of changing your attention and your thought pattern from what you don't want to what you do want is the moment really, really powerful, thing, powerful things will start to take place. I promise you that. But we have to be matching up with the action. We have to be matching up with the action because if we don't take action, then it's just delusion. That's all it is.
So I hope you found value in this in any way, because like I was saying, I do feel like it's important for these types of messages to be shared because we're living in a society where emotions are through the roof. There's crippling anxiety and depression going on in the world. And I feel like this is the type of information which helps those things, but we're not really taught these things. But when we become aware of these things, these things can change. We will change. And then in turn, our life will change. And that is really my intention for my material to help you do to help you change your life. So remember, as always, your mind is a creator. You are the observer. And your life can change in an instant the moment that you decide to change. Peace out.